of his innermost being out of his belly shall flow rivers 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 of living water but this he spoke this he spoke concerning the spirit concerning the spirit whom those that believe on him whom those believing in him should receive because the holy spirit was not yet given because jesus was not yet glorified blessed be the name of jesus christ in these scriptures that we have read we confirm that the word of god is very clear it said they will fear the name of the lord from the west and they will reverence his glory from the rising of the sun and then he makes a statement he said when the enemy will come in like a flood when the enemy will come in rushing like a flood it says the spirit of the lord will raise up a standard against him the spirit of god will raise up the standard we saw yesterday that the rivers of the spirit they are the standard that god raises against the flood so what that means is if you have the flood of the enemy coming and there is no standard of the spirit being raised against him then the flood will overwhelm the individual the flood will overwhelm a nation remember we saw yesterday that we must be making multiple applications multiple applications of the truth if a nation has the flood of the enemy coming at that nation and there is no outpouring of the rivers of the spirit in that nation the flood will overwhelm the nation this is the explanation for what is happening in different countries is the same principle it's applicable to an individual it's applicable to a family it's applicable to a business it's applicable to a church congregation i said it's applicable to a church congregation it's applicable to a to a nation it's applicable globally when there is a flood of the enemy but there is no river of the spirit there is no flow of the spirit coming in the opposite direction the flood will overwhelm the nation this is the reason why in places where there have been revivals you will notice several countries several locations several places that have experienced revivals in the past as the rivers of the spirit as the flow of the spirit that brought about those revivals ebbed as the flow went down and the flood of the enemy began to rise against those nations because there was no more rivers to drive back the flood the flood seems to have overwhelmed the nation in the political arena against the church with immorality with violence with all kinds of things raging with drug abuse and with everything that an angry devil can bring out of his wicked personality that's what is going on in europe that's why places that once upon a time there was revival the spirit of god moved mightily 
Oh, sometimes when I go to Europe and I go to I, I go to the UK and you see these massive cathedrals, massive cathedrals. There is one that is not far from my brother Butch's house, but I can know that place. And you need to see the Manchester Cathedral and this massive cathedral that is in Gorton. Look at this, it has become a tourist attraction. A tourist attraction. This was a cathedral where people were getting born again, they were getting saved. People were being filled with the Holy Spirit. God was working mightily. And many of those cathedrals in Europe right now, they are being converted to residential buildings. You see, because they are heritage sites, you can't change the external structure of the building. They will not let you change the external architecture. But you know what they do now? People now buy these cathedrals and convert them into apartment buildings inside. Can you imagine that? Some of them are converted into pubs, drinking pubs, where people come in and they party all night and they serve the devil in the same church building where the gospel was once upon a time being preached. What was the problem? The river was flowing for quite a while and then the river ebbed and when the river went down a flood came against the nation a generation rose up that never knew the rivers and the flood has overwhelmed the land this is what is going on around many of the nations i'm sure you guys can confirm this you know back in the states principles that were established by godly men are being, are being swept away by the flood of the enemy. The only answer is for a fresh outpouring of the rivers of the Holy Spirit. Nothing else will turn the tide. Nothing else will turn the tide. Nothing less will change this situation. That is why we have this conviction we must humble ourselves before God and acknowledge our need. We must go back to our knees until there is a fresh outpouring from heaven. Tomorrow, by the grace of God, we are going to be looking at the three outpourings that are going on upon the earth. Three outpourings. We need the rivers. When the enemy shall come in like a flood against a nation, against an individual, against a congregation, the only answer that can drive back and overwhelm and swallow the flood is the rivers of the Spirit of God. There is no other answer. We must come to this con conviction. We must, it must become a conviction. When it becomes a conviction... It will drive us to our knees. It will drive us to seek the Lord because there is no alternative. This regular Christianity that we are doing will not solve the problem. I say this regular routine Christianity, you know, we go to church on Sunday, put some money in the offering plate, pray some occasional prayers with our family, read the Bible, and just be nice guys. It will not turn back the tide. It will not change our situation. We need the rivers.
rivers of living water rivers of living water rivers of life and power driving back the flood watering our 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 dryness you know brother ike as you are sharing it, 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 and I want you to listen to this and, and, and this is the connection with the solid truth that we have just received do you know why the Holy Spirit could drive Jesus into the wilderness and Jesus will follow because the spirit that drove him into the wilderness is rivers in that wilderness Do, 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 do you understand what I just said now? You see, the Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness and Jesus went with the Spirit because if the river carries you into a wilderness, you will be fine. <laughs> you will be fine. Oh, you will be fine. Why is that so? Because the river is the answer to the wilderness. The river is the answer to the desert. So if the river says, let's go to the desert, follow the river. Because if you stay where you are, that doesn't look dry now, and the river walks away, it will be worse than a desert. You can't run dry following the river. It's impossible to run dry following the river. You are flowing with the river. You see, if oh, glory to the name of Jesus Christ. That's why Philip the evangelist followed the river to the desert. He was in a, he was in a great crusade. Miracles were happening in Samaria. Great things were taking place in Samaria. And Philip was flowing with the river. And the river says it's time to go to the road that goes to the desert. To Geza. How do you want to follow? How do you want to go to a desert? How do you want to go to a dry place? But Philip knew that it was the river. And if you go with the river into the desert, you will be fine. If you let the river to leave you in your in your in your in your green pastures, you will soon be dry. It's a matter of time. It is wherever the river flows. You know, I pray that when we have time to look at Ezekiel chapter 47, the Bible says, I saw the river flowing. Water was flowing from from the throne of God, from under the threshold, and it was flowing. And he said that 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 man with the rod he measured a thousand, and the water was at the ankle. He measured another thousand. The water came to the knees. He measured another thousand. The water came to the loins. He measured another thousand, and it became a river, a river that could not be waded across. You needed to swim this river. And he said, wherever the river flows, wherever the river flows, there will be life. Wherever the river flows, there will be life. You know, last night when we got home, we, we, we remember this song. There is this song that came out. It was Bob Fitz that used to sing the song. 
Down the mountain the river flows and it brings refreshing wherever it goes. Through the valleys and over the fields the river is rushing and the river is here. The river of God sets our feet to dancing. The river of God it fills our hearts with cheer. The river of God fills our mouth with laughter and we rejoice for the river is here. Anybody remember that song? It, 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 was, it was around like a decade ago. Decade, maybe like 15 20 years ago the river of God is teeming with life and all who touch it can be revived and all who linger on this river's shore will come back thirsting for more of the Lord the river of God sets our feet to dancing the river of God it fills our hearts with cheer the river of God fills our mouth with laughter and we rejoice for the river is here up to the mountains we love to go to find the presence of the Lord along the banks of the river we run we dance with laughter giving praise to the sun the river of God sets our feet to dancing the river of God it fills our hearts with cheer the river of God it fills our mouth with laughter and we rejoice for the river is here the river of God it sets our feet to dancing the river of God it fills our hearts with cheer the river of God it fills our mouth with laughter and we rejoice for the river is here and we rejoice for the river is here friends there is a river the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God the answer is in the river there is a river that flows in the wilderness you know it looks wicked how can you drive somebody to the wilderness if you were the river it would be fine the Holy Spirit has never led a person to a place where his grace was not enough to sustain such a person you can never go wrong following the river. That's the cloud that Brother Ike was talking about. You remember the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. The children of Israel, listen to this, listen to this. The children of Israel could travel day or night. That's what he said. So that they could go by day or by night. You see, listen. The pillar of cloud, listen, listen, listen. There's a statement that Ike made when he started. A spiritual man allows God to interpret things for him. A spiritual man does not impose his own interpretations and definitions on anything. He says, Lord, what is this? And then God will tell the spiritual man. Even in, in dealing with people, a spiritual man 
will not impose his own definitions on individuals. A spiritual man will not judge a person by the externals. If I am a spiritual man and I get to meet Todd, I will say to the Lord, Lord, who is this guy? Lord, tell me about this guy. So, my knowledge of him will not be based on the flesh. Does this make sense? It will not be based on the externals. I will know him because the Lord has given me a connection to his spirit that we can fellowship. Hallelujah. And when the Lord tells us things, when the river orders our steps, when God interprets things for us, and we begin to hear from the voice of the Spirit. So I was saying that, now, yeah, good. I was saying that about the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. Now, when you read pillar of cloud, you assume, you assume, you assume that the pillar was up like this. But do you remember that the Bible said, that all the children of Israel they were baptized under Moses under the cloud so the pillar could also be this way (laughs) that was why the sun could not smite them by day if you travel in the desert and you have no shade over your head you will soon be dead But there was a pillar of cloud that was over them. So in the heat of the day, they could travel. They could travel. You see, the assumption is that the pillar was standing this way and then they are walking. No, 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 no. It was when the pillar needed to protect them from the Egyptians. Do you recall? The Bible says that pillar came and it stood between them and the Egyptians. Now listen now. The same pillar was darkness to the Egyptians, but he gave light to the Israelites. Then the pillar of fire was there by night. You see, in the desert, temperatures are extremes. You're dealing with extreme temperatures in the desert. It could plummet from 47 degrees centigrade during the day and swing right down to 2 degrees centigrade in the night. Minus. It will go to minus 5 degrees, minus 10 in the desert. Now, how was a nation of 2, 3, 4 million people with little children, how were they going to cope in such a desert? The pillar of fire was there. The pillar of fire was over them to give them light and warmth. So they could make their journey. Listen to this. The children of Israel could travel day or night. They could continue their journey during the day. They could travel during the night. Why could they do that? Because there was a presence. The Spirit of God was present with them in the pillar of fire. And and by the way, that pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud, that was a manifestation of the river, of the Holy Spirit. The pillar of fire will provide light. They could see. It was clear. Even in the darkest night. 
That's why when a man is following the spirit, when you are led by the spirit, in the darkest night of your life, you will be making progress towards your promised land. The dragon will not be able to stop you. It's impossible. When the river is in operation. Brothers and sisters, servants of God, elders, I say to the body of Christ, to the church of Jesus Christ, the only answer to the flood in this generation, coming at us as individuals and coming at us as the body of Christ, the only answer will be the river. Let's read in Psalm 46, please. The river is the answer to the dryness. Is the answer to the flood. Is the answer. You know, like I said yesterday, floods, floods are seasonal. Floods are dirty. They are scattered. But the river is, is full of life. It's teeming with life. Please go with me to Psalm 46. Let me bring something to your notice before we uh, find a place where we can pray. This is not going to be long. You know, I love Psalm 46. It's one of my favorite psalms. And it was last night I saw something. You know, at the end of the service last night, I I usually, oftentimes, when I finish teaching or preaching, my own session continues. Usually, when I finish preaching or teaching, my own session, it, it continues. It doesn't... When I go home last night, the Spirit of God began to show me something I'd never seen before in Psalm 46. And I'd like us to read that psalm, uh, Psalm 46. Yes, thank you. It says, God is our refuge and what? And strength. Please pay attention. Watch, watch this now. A very present what? Help. Mark the word help. Remember, remember we read Revelation chapter, chapter 12 yesterday, you recall. And in Revelation chapter 12, when the flood came against the woman, when the enemy, remember the dragon, the dragon poured out water like a flood. Remember? What did the Bible say happened? It says the earth did what? Helped the woman. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the flood. So God provided help for the woman. And we saw from scripture that just like God provided help for that woman, God has also provided help for her offspring. Do you, do you recall that we saw that? And the helper that God provided for the offspring is the Holy Spirit. So Jesus said, I will not leave you helpless. That's what it means when he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will leave you helpless. Ah, that's what Jesus said. I will leave you stranded. I'm going to send help to you. I'm going to send you help. Help that will be more than enough no matter what the devil does. I will not leave you as orphans. I will send you help. I'm going to send you the helper. And when that helper comes, huh, he'll be more than sufficient for everything that you can face. So mark the word help. So the Holy Spirit does what? He helps our infirmities. He helps our weaknesses. He's our helper. Now, God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help. Not a distant help. 
is a help that is very present. I want you to mark. There are several dimensions of the presence of God in scripture. You've got God who is omnipresent. Omnipresence. God is everywhere. Amen? But if you read the Bible closely, you will see that there are indications of other kinds of presence. I said there are biblical indicators of other degrees of divine presence. So you hear the Bible say Moses was interceding and then Moses says to God, he says, if your presence does not do what? Go with us. I don't want to go anywhere. Which presence is Moses asking about? Because God is everywhere already. Aha, now this is manifest presence. God never intended that believers will relate with him on the level of omniscience. I said God never intended that his people would relate with him on the level of omniscience. The general omniscience that God is everywhere. No, 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 no. God wanted his children to enjoy his manifest presence. Hallelujah. So, God is the... It is the presence of God that distinguishes his people from the rest of the people. Remember, Moses said to God, he said, how else will it be known that we are different? I mean, how will people know that we are a nation that belongs to God? Will it not be in the fact that you are manifest among us? So God was not just for the children of Israel. He was with. He was with them. In fact, God said to Moses, I will not go with you guys. I'm going to still give you the promised land. I'll send an angel. And then Moses said, I'm not going anywhere. I don't want an angel. But God could have still given them something. But Moses wanted the presence. Now, here is the point I'm trying to make. God in this case is not just a helper who is far away. You know you can help someone from afar. But Psalm 46 speaks about a very present help. A helper that is not operating just from heaven. He is very present. Next verse. God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in trouble. Next verse, please. Next verse. Now, please, pay close attention. Go to verse 2. Go back to verse 2, please. Therefore, for the reason that God is our very present help, therefore we will not fear. Even though the earth is removed, even though the mountains are carried into the midst of the sea. Now, I'd like you to do some meditation with me. Visualize, visualize, imagine. Massive mountains are carried and thrown into the depths of the sea. Just imagine massive mountains landing in the midst of the sea. So what happens? Verse 3 now. Though the waters of the sea, they do what now? They roar and they are troubled. That is a flood. That is a flood. 
You know, when waters begin to roar and they begin to get troubled, and you can, you can imagine the sea flooding everywhere. I say, though the mountains, though the waters roar and are troubled, and though the mountains shake and quake with the swelling, with the, with the can you put it in a simpler version? Uh, do NIV for me, verse 3, please. NIV, thank you. Though its waters roar, and foam and the mountains quake with their surging the mountain is quaking with the surging of the mighty waters you say think about it selah selah means pause and think about it so you've got this water roaring you've got this flood surging against us but he says, God is our refuge and our strength. And he's a very, very present help. He's not a distant help. Now, put up the next verse now. As the water is surging, as the waves are roaring, what do you read in verse 4? He said, there is a river. There is a river. What is the answer of heaven against the surging of the waters? Against the roar of the waves. He said there is a river. There is a river. The streams. The streams. Streams. The streams. The streams. The streams. The streams of this river. So you have a big river. Issuing into what? Streams. Rivers, smaller rivers. You see, streams are rivers. So imagine the massive river flowing out of the presence of God and breaking out into streams. Come and hear the book of Genesis. He said, Out of the garden, do you recall? Do you recall? He said, Out of the garden, there was a river that flowed out of the garden. And then what happened to the river? He said, It broke into four heads Gihon and Pishon and Euphrates and the Tigris. One river flowing out of the garden. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The garden that was planted by God. The garden that was the presence of God. One massive river was flowing. And this river broke out into, into rivers. Diverse streams. And he says, one of the rivers encompasses the land of Havilah, where there is gold. You don't know that the river is the answer to the financial issues of the church. It is the river that we finance the end time harvest. I said it is the river of the spirit that we finance the end time harvest. It is a listen to what I'm saying to you. It's a fresh outpouring of the spirit that we release resources for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> you may not look connected to you, but I pray you can see what God is saying. So there is a river. There, there is a river. And it says, whose streams, the streams flowing from this river will make glad, hallelujah, they will make glad the city of God. Now, 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 pay attention. Look, look, look closely now. The holy place 
where the most high dwells. Now, now pay attention. It says there is a river whose streams will make glad the city of God. The holy, please put it back in the King James or New King James. New King James. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy. Now, if you have a Bible, standard Bible, you will notice that place is in italics. Please help me to check. Do you, do you notice that? Place, the word place is actually in italics. And when you read your King James or New King James Bible, and you see anything in italics, it was not there in the original. The word place, so let's try reading it now without the place. There is a river, aha, thank you very much. Do you notice that place is in brackets there? That's what I'm telling you. It's not, it's not part of the original text. He said, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy the holy of the tabernacles of the temple of the of the dwelling place of the most high read the next verse go to the next verse look at the next verse 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 five now say god is where where is god located he is in the midst is inside her she shall not be moved what is going to happen god shall help her and he will do it right early here is the point. It was last night that in my family, my wife and I, we understood the 